Welcome to the sermon podcast of Faith Lutheran Church in Oregon, Wisconsin, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ crucified and the promises of God that our faith clings to. For more information, visit us online at faithlutheranoregon.com. If you want to remember something, you repeat it. Psalm 25 is the only psalm that is appointed in the lectionary, not once, not twice, but three Sundays, and not including more Sundays where a portion of the psalm is used as part of the introit or the gradual or the verse. We'll actually get it again next Sunday as part of the introit. Uh, you hear it each year on the first Sunday of Advent, on the second Sunday in Lent, and the third Sunday in Trinity. It's easily the section of Scripture that comes up the most in our lectionary. And actually, you hear it every single Sunday in the Sursum Corda. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. That's Psalm 25, verse 1. So there's something about Psalm 25 that the early church wanted us to remember. And you've heard parts of it twice already today, uh, but let me just read this part to you a third time. Remember, O Lord, your tender mercies and your loving kindnesses, for they are from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions. According to your, to your mercy, remember me for your goodness' sake, O Lord. Remember Remember, remember. Well, maybe that's the reason why it comes up so often. It's also the name for today, Reminiscere Sunday, Remember Sunday. This is the week of remembrance. I remember the first time I, I preached a little devotion on this text. It was in a nursing home where, of course, many of the residents had difficulty remembering important things, including even remembering their own children. Uh, but they could remember things from long ago. You know, sometimes the, the question has come up among the children of, of those uh, who, who age and, and uh, become forgetful. Uh, well, what happens if mom or dad forgets about Jesus? If they can't even remember me? Well, this psalm beautifully talks about not our memory, but the memory of God. And what matters so much is not that we remember him, but that God always, always remembers us. But what exactly does God remember? Well, first, remember, O Lord, your tender mercies and your loving kindnesses, for they are from of old. David is the psalm writer. David is asking God to remember two things, his tender mercies and his loving kindnesses, because they are from of old, they are from the beginning, they are part of God's nature. So loving kindness is a Hebrew word, kesed, and it doesn't really have an English counterpart. When carried into the New Testament, kesed becomes the word grace. So besides love, grace is the most basic attribute of God. God is love, and God is gracious and compassionate, he is lovingly disposed towards us. He views us kindly. He is kind to us because he loves us. So remember, O oh Lord, your loving kindness. 
He gives us more than we deserve because of his love. Uh, one theologian has, has called the word kessed untranslatable love. He says that such a, an attempt to squeeze a huge word like kessed into one tiny English word is like trying to catch a waterfall in a cup. So we ask, remember, O Lord, your loving kindnesses. Now what's translated as the word tender mercies is a word picture. It's the word rakam, which is the Hebrew word for womb. Uh, well, what does that mean? How does God have a womb, and why are we asking God to remember his womb? The picture is of a woman who cherishes the child of or in her womb. She can't forget her child. She has compassion on the child because it is, it is from her. It is her nature to have compassion on her child. This is what the Canaanite woman in our gospel lesson goes to Jesus for, asking, Lord, have mercy on me. Why? Her daughter, the child of her womb, is severely demon-possessed. For a woman to forget her daughter would be for her to, get, to go against her own nature. And this is something God cannot do. Later, God says to the prophet Isaiah, Can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely even if they forget, yet I will not forget you, God says. So David begins simply by asking God, to not go against his nature. Remember, O Lord, your tender mercies and your loving kindnesses, for they are from of old. Remember who you are, O Lord. And this is important because the next remember request is this. Do not remember the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions. Now, different people have different gifts in uh, terms of memory or remembrance. I'm pretty terrible with remembering names. But ask me any random fact about any Marvel movie, and I got you covered. But when it comes to remembrance, there is one thing that everyone is an expert at. Remembering sins. And not only are we experts at this, as we heard last week after looking at Psalm 91, that remembering your sins and the sins of others is one of the main attacks of the devil, our old evil foe. We remember our own sins. We lay awake at night ruminating, reminiscing on what could have been different, what I could have done, what I should have said, what that decision is going to affect, what effect that decision is going to have in my future. But notice, though we may couch our thoughts uh, uh, about uh, our decisions and our actions in terms of being concerned about other people, every one of those concerns is really about me. And that's the devil's goal, to, to get you to think about yourself and remove Christ from view. If you do not have Christ in view, then there can be no forgiveness. Secular psychologists will tell you, well, give yourself permission to forget and forgive yourself because, you know, you were through some, some pretty tough times. Were you rude or hurtful? Well, maybe you were hurt. 
and while that may be true, that, that still is self-justification. It's all law. It's what you can do. And, and while all the law and the working may promise relief, in the end it never does. This psalm pictures our sin uh, becoming like a, a great net, a dragnet, where, uh, where it, it catches and catches more things, where we get caught because of our sins in this net that drags us lower and lower and deeper and deeper. And this, if you read closely in our, in our gospel lesson, this is where the Canaanite woman is at. She's come to Jesus concerned about her daughter, but at first Jesus doesn't seem to care. He doesn't seem to remember his mercy. But she doesn't give up. And what is her second prayer? Not for her daughter anymore, but, but for herself. She recognizes that it's not just her daughter that needs help, it's, it's herself. Now, not only do we have a hard time forgetting our own sins, we're even better at remembering the sins of others. Uh, there's been uh, research that, that, that's found that negative effects, such as wrongs uh, done to you, wrongs committed to you, are more likely to be remembered than positive events. And not only that, but remembered with a greater sense of vividness than positive events. Uh, so while you may know that someone, for instance, was nice to you once, you remember the details of all the ways they hurt you. Again, it's, it's like a dragnet that drags in more and more sins and never lets go. And this can span years. So, so if someone hurt you 40 years ago, uh, you can vividly remember that, even from 40 years ago. Uh, so what happens then we, is that we can often have a, a distorted view of reality, where, where others seem more antagonistic towards us than, than they really are. And anytime past sins start to define reality, well, that can have a devastating effect, a devastating effect on your family life, on your marriage, your close friendships, your church. But now think, think from God's point of view. God knows us better than we know ourselves. He knows the hairs on our heads. Even though we're all experts at remembering our sins, none of us remembers all of our sins. We have no idea how many sins we actually have. We, know, we have no idea how sinful we actually are. But God knows. God knows. God is omniscient. He is all-knowing. It is in God's nature to know. Before we prayed for God not to go against his nature, remember, O Lord, your kesed and your rakam, your tender mercies and your loving kindnesses, for they are from of old. Remember who you are, O Lord. O Lord, you do not change. Now, we're actually asking God, to go against his nature. Do not remember the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions. Instead, we have one final remember request. According to your mercy, remember me for your goodness sake, O Lord. We ask God to remember us, to remember me, remember me for your goodness' sake. Not according to my sins, not according to what I deserve, 
We ask God to view us differently, not according to our sins, but according to your goodness. We pray, the troubles of my heart have enlarged. Bring me out of my distresses. Look on my affliction and my pain and forgive all my sins. The more sins we remember and hold on to, the more the troubles of our heart enlarge. Again, it's like a dragnet that catches sins, and the more sins it catches, uh, and it catches of others, even though we think by catching the sins of others that will make us feel better about ourselves, it just drags us down with it. We can only hold on to so much sin, so much anger, so much bitterness, so much lack of compassion and, and lack of mercy. We are in distress. We need to be forgiven ourselves. We need our sins forgiven. We need to be forgiven so that as we pray, we may also forgive those who trespass against us. That we may not hold the sins of others against them for God's sake. When we pray, forgive us our trespasses, we admit that we have sins. We ask God not to look upon them, even if we can't remember all of them. And this is the way that God has always forgiven sin. When David, the writer of Psalm 25, repented, Nathan, the prophet who went to him, said, right away, as if God had already done this, which he had, Nathan said, God has put away your sins. Put away your sins. In the book of Micah, Micah says, you will cast all of our sins into the depth of the sea. In Psalm 103, that he has put our sins as far as the east is from the west. God is always putting our sins, your sins, out of his sight. And he does this only in Christ Jesus. God remembers not our sin, but only the righteousness of Jesus. God does not look upon our sin. He looks only at Jesus. And his son Jesus intercedes for us. Remember what Jesus himself prayed on the cross. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Jesus is pleading with his blood, with his holy, precious blood, which he is offering up as the full payment to take away the sins of the world, the guilt of all sins. We do not know the depth of our sin, but our sin is dragging us down to the depth. But Jesus goes down to the depth for us. On the cross, he is forsaken by God. Jesus suffers hell. Jesus goes down to the depth for us. And so God does forgive. He plucks my feet out of the net. And the proof is the resurrection of Jesus. Our feet have been plucked from the net because Jesus himself was plucked from the depths of the earth. Sometimes it will seem that God does not remember us. But he always does. As a woman remembers and has compassion on the child of her womb, so God has compassion and mercy on us. God remembers you for Jesus' sake. And in Jesus' name, amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, 
is now and ever shall be forevermore. Amen.